May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and your children and their children. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations. Oh, yeah. Oh, I want that in your life. Come on. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family oh yeah come on let's go yeah may his favor be upon you yeah oh yeah and your family and your children 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 Come on, lift your hands all over this house today. Let God just minister to you today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He is for you. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of thanksgiving and praise today. Well, come on, he's worthy. I said, come on, he's worthy. Jesus is worthy of all of my praise, all of my thanksgiving. Ah. Ah. I I, I just love what I feel in the Holy Spirit today. It's beautiful. Those of you online joining us, thanks for coming here on this last Sunday. Can you believe it's the last Sunday, the last day? of the year is that amazing or what we made it through 2023 god blessed us in 2023 amen ah i'm going to tell you something right now that uh you may scroll through your facebook over the next few days or your instagram you're going to hear a lot of or see a lot of of people prophesying about this year and telling you what's going to happen and all this and that. If you go back and watch last year's, probably none of it happened. And so I'm going to tell you something. It's not about what you hear is going to happen. It's what you decide and declare in your own life that's going to happen. Someone say amen. I said someone say amen. Stop looking to other people to give you a word from God. Get a word from God for yourself and go do it and live it out. Someone shout amen. amen. I, I, I sometimes get so frustrated. Oh, look, she's bearing a ring. Oh, my God, she got engaged. Sister Tabitha got engaged. Oh, my God. Now, see... Prime example of declaring it right here, right there. That's right. Declaring it, naming it, and claiming it. That's right. <laughs> oh, they are both uh, marrying very, very fine gentlemen. I can't wait to, to you to meet them, and uh, we're so happy for them. I'm happy that you're here today. We celebrate all of you in your Christmas time. I, I, I want you to go ahead and be seated. Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. Amazing. Uh, doesn't Sister Gloria look beautiful today? I, 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 she just looks so beautiful today. I love it when she dresses in her traditional dress. It's just absolutely stunning. So um, 
uh, good job, TJ. Where, where, where are you at today? You out there? No? Uh, it's good to see every one of you. Um, I wanted to, uh, I didn't make it last week. I don't know if you noticed that, um, to, to Sunday service uh, on uh, Christmas Eve, and I missed it so bad. My wife and I were both so sick. And thank you for all your prayers and for your texts and your kindness and the food you put on my porch and you guys are awesome. I am so loved. My wife and I are so privileged to be your pastors. And uh, we just are so thankful. Thank you so much. Uh, but last week, I, I, I'm, you're going to get just like little snippets today. Is that okay? Uh, so nobody said amen. <laughs> um, but I have a message. I'm going to preach and bring us to a focus here in a second. But I was going to share this at Christmas, right? I was going to share this at Christmas. And uh, on Christmas Day, I was going to share this with you. And I, I just want, it's, a, it's a, just a one-minute uh, share here in, in condensed form. But I don't know if they can pull up. Brother Adam, can you pull up uh, a scripture for me? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, Matthew chapter 1, Matthew chapter 1. You might not be able to. If not, it's no big deal. But in Matthew chapter 1, the verse 1 says, matter of fact, I'm going to have Brother Carl just read it. Come here, Brother Carl, um, if you don't mind. Just uh, stand and read uh, verse 1 of Matthew chapter 1. What does it say, Brother Carl? The book of the generations of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. The book of the generations of Jesus Christ. If you read chapter 1 and continue, you're going to find the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Now, bro brother, 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 uh, that's okay. Uh, brother Carl, read down there where it says and talks about Joseph. I think it's like verse 17 down, uh, further down. It's going to talk about Joseph. It's going to talk about Joseph. Joseph, the husband of Mary. You're going to read down there. We'll get to it. I was, I, I was going to not share this, but I decided to about five seconds ago. Verse 16, there we go. Read it out loud, real loud. Now I want you to think about something. Joseph literally had zero to do with the birth of Jesus Christ. And yet God says, I'm going to put him because of his obedience. The angel came and he said, I don't know if I should take her for wife. Man, I haven't touched her and she's pregnant. And the angel says, it's, it's okay because it's the son of God. <laughs> and he didn't question after that. He said, okay. And in his obedience, oh, this is good. God said, you may not have had a part, but I'm going to graft you into the lineage of Jesus Christ. I don't know who I'm talking to today. Mm. But maybe you feel disjointed. You weren't raised in, in, in a Christian home or you've been away from God or you've found yourself in a mess of sin. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter how disjointed or how far you feel from God. God says, if you'll obey my word and you'll do what I say, I'm going to graft you into the body of Christ even though you don't deserve it. Even though you're not eligible. Even, ah, someone needs to give God a praise. Amen. Woo. Someone shout, I'm grafted in. Joseph got included when he physically had nothing to do with the fatherhood of Jesus Christ. God said, and Joseph, the husband of Mary, 
because you and I are grafted not from our worthiness, not from our blood, but from the covenant we have with Jesus Christ. Someone say amen. All right, let's go to the word of the Lord today, here on today. It is the uh, most wonderful New Year's Eve, and uh, we are ending 2023. Uh, We have had so many wonderful things happen in 2023, so many great victories, so many wonderful things that God is doing and will continue to do. On the 21st of January, you want to mark that 21st here in a few days, uh, we're having Vision Sunday. I will be ministering to you and you will be hearing from some of our staff about what God's doing and where we're headed and all those things. And I'll mention a few things today, but there's an over, overwhelming theme that I feel the Holy Spirit is leading me. Last year, we talked about kingdom. Someone shout kingdom. kingdom. Oh, I want you to shout it like you're mad at the dog. Come on, Kingdom. The kingdom, the kingdom, not my kingdom, God's kingdom. Someone say amen. We talked about kingdom over all things. Kingdom, the kingdom of God must be and should be first and foremost in our lives. And if you believe that, shout amen. We talked about it all year. We preached about it. We uh, taught about it. We are able to show examples of it. And I'm excited to tell you that God is making changes in the hearts of men and women because we are becoming more kingdom in our mindedness. We are becoming more kingdom in our focus. This year, I want to focus on, on the, a similar thing, but I want us to, to focus on something I think is vital in this hour, and that is community. Kingdom community. Can you say that with me? kingdom community say it again kingdom community one more time kingdom community you'll notice I've got the c-o-m-m unity because you cannot have a community without unity someone shout amen we find in Matthew chapter 16 and this is Jesus talking and he said I say unto thee thou art Peter he's talking to Peter as if he was talking to you and I and upon this rock I will build my church How many are glad that Jesus built his church? And the gates of hell, someone shout, they shall not prevail. Uh, They shall not prevail. Look at your neighbor and say, they're not going to win. They may fight me, right? Come on now. They may fight, but they're not going to win. Because I read the back of the book and we win. God wins. Christ wins. And we're going to prevail. And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth, this is the key, right? There, there is a rock being built, the church, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But then he says, I'm going to give you some keys here to the kingdom, Peter, and it's the kingdom of heaven. And this is what they're going to do for you. you whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Hear me today. Whatever you bind on earth, come on, say it. Whatever I bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever I shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, listen to me. If we're not careful, we'll spend too much time loosing on earth negativity instead of binding that negativity and releasing the Holy Ghost in our lives. It doesn't say whatsoever good things I loose on earth. It says whatever you loose on earth. You hearing what I'm saying today? And I'm, 
I want to bring us to a point. We have a, a year that we're going to face, and we're going to have an amazing year. You, you can't, I can't wait to tell you all what's going on in the children's department, the youth department. Uh, our, our month of February is going to be filled with prayer and fasting. We're going to be doing a foot washing. We haven't done that in probably, uh, but it's going to be different this year. I'm not going to do physical water. We're going to do, the Bible talks about the washing of the word of God, and we're going to pray over each other. We're going to gather around, and we're going to pray over each other. We're going to bless each other's feet because that feet is shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and we're going to be a peaceful tribe and we're going to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Someone shout amen. So we're going to have a communion service and we're going to come together. I can't wait. Easter's early. It's in March this year and uh, it, it's going to be early. We've got all kinds of things planned but listen it doesn't matter what we have planned if we don't have community. Someone shout amen. In Acts 2 and 1, we learn what the first church, it was unified. We know that, but I'm going to read it to you and remind you that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were what? With one accord in what? One place. The Bible goes on to say, and then suddenly, huh? There came a sound from heaven. We cannot ever have the suddenly sound from heaven until we get together in one place and in one accord. It's not about just in this room. That's not what he's just talking. He's talking about our spirits. He's talking about how we view one another, loving our neighbor as ourselves. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Because we must come together in this moment, this end time that we're living. Um, I'm really excited about our Bible study series starting in February, the mysteries of Revelation. You don't want to miss it. Brother Carl and I are going to delve into the mysteries of Revelation. Brother, uh, 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 different, all of our Bible study teachers are going to be delving into this about who are the four and twenty elders and, and uh, what do they do and why are they there. And we're going to be looking at all kinds of stuff. So it's going to be a lot of fun on Wednesday. You should make plans to show up. Someone shout amen. Because it's going to be really good. But anyway, we're coming together because it's the last day, saith the Lord. Someone shout amen. The psalmist sung in 131, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell, that would include sisters, to dwell together in what? Unity. Someone shout unity. You'll notice that the community is got to come together in order for us to have a focus. That word community is a wonderful word because it means that we as a group lay down our differences to pick up common things. Things that are going to bind us together, not tear us apart. Oh, I feel the blood of Jesus flowing right now. And in this church body and in every religious circle in this hour, we need people to lay down our isms and schisms and pick up the cross of Christ and carry our cross and mm, minister to the world that's hurting and needs Jesus Christ. We find uh, John is writing to us in chapter 17, and this is Jesus praying, and you've heard this. These are all familiar passages, but I remind you that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they may also be one in us. Hear me today. We cannot be one with Christ until we are one with each other. Mm. 
We cannot be one with Christ until we are one with each other because you cannot, oh, you cannot allow yourselves in our lives to, to be divided and split with the world and all of its thinking. Listen to me very carefully. We still believe and preach and I am an absolute, uh, uh, just gritty about this, that racism is not of God and has no place in the church. It has no place. I'm talking that we must stand against those kinds of spirits of hate and they are not tolerated it's not that they're just not tolerated by me they're not tolerated by the Holy Ghost so we as a church body will continue to work towards these things we're not perfect but we're working towards perfection in Christ someone say amen we find that it's here that Jesus prayed that we would be one that the world may believe that the Father sent him, that the world may be, if we're not one, if we're not doing what we say we're supposed to be doing, then the world sees us as a farce. The world sees us as not being what we really say we are. The Bible says in verse 22, and the glory which thou givest me, I have given them, we have God's glory, that they may be one even as we are one. We have been given God's glory that we can become one. Someone shout amen. amen. Ah, someone shout amen. amen. Paul wrote in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, the book of, of Ephesians chapter 4 is, is some of my favorite passages. But here he's writing this book. <clears throat> and he is telling us about the unity of the church. He's encouraging the church. He's encouraging the church in Ephesus to value the church and to hold it in great esteem. In chapter 4, he turns his attention towards the subject of unity and community, as it were. We find that the word unity, everybody shout unity, is only found two places in the scripture. The word unity is only found two places. And that word unity is found in this chapter, chapter 4 of Ephesians. Chapter 4 of Ephesians is the only place that the word unity is used in verse 4 and in verse 13. It's interesting because it's here if you listen to the subject matter of what he's trying to teach us. We should never just read scripture for, for just the, the scripture itself. We should look at the context of what he's trying to do. He's trying to bring a people that are very diverse. If you study Ephesus, if you study Ephesians, if you know about the city, if you know about the, un, untwist it for me, if you know about those things, you're going to find, thank you, Elder. We're going to find that it was a very diverse, very, very diverse city. And they had <clears throat> problems like we have in the church in that day. But Paul is trying trying to appeal to their kingdom mindedness he's trying to appeal to who they are in Christ and he's trying to tell them that there is a place that we must come in unity Paul mentions the body of Christ over 30 times in Ephesians and how it should work together uh, but here in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 3 he says these words endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit someone say amen Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Hear me today, Brother uh, uh, Come here, uh, Brother Daniel. Come on, Travis. Come on. I love these men of God. What a wonderful men of God, right? So, so let's, let's, I, I just want to try to illustrate this in my own little way. I, I want you to think about endeavoring. Someone shout endeavoring. 
See, have you ever dug a ditch? Uh, have you ever watched somebody dig a ditch? Uh, but there's a point in time where it, you hit clay, you hit stuff, rocks, that your, your, your limbs are shaking. Everybody ever had that moment where you're, you've worked so hard that your limbs are shaking, your legs are all burning, and, and there's this moment. And, but, but there's this, this thing that has to kick in that says, I, I got to get this done, so therefore I'm going to push through my pain, I'm going to push through my discomfort, and I'm going to do what I need to do. In Endeavor is that word. When you endeavor to go up a mountain, it's, a, it's not something you do casually. It's something you do with purpose. And Paul writes to us and says, endeavor to what? Keep the unity. Now, uh, we have unity for a moment, but there's always spirits in the world that love to come in and get in the midst of us and whisper in our ears and try to get us uh, to see things differently than the word of God and the kingdom is talking about. But he says, don't just keep the unit. Don't just work at it. So we're not, we're not just working at it, man. Let's, we, we're working at it, man. We go, yeah, there you go. You don't act like you're a soldier up here. I mean, you are, but you know, you love each other. Don't they look good today? Yeah, they look good, sharp. Dan's got all his new Christmas stuff on. He's looking good. And uh, he's, this guy's got bald head, and he's looking good. And uh, he's, yeah, that's what his wife says. I'm just telling you. But uh, anyway, so he says what? Endeavoring. So it's something you work at, right? Okay. To keep the unity and then it says, of the what? I can't hear you. Of the what? Spirit. Say it out loud. What? Spirit. Now notice that's a capital S. Of the spirit. But it says not just the spirit, but in what? In the bonds of peace. So you're now, you're, you're working to get this unity, right? You got to keep this unity. Do you hear what, do you see that unity is not something that just comes along and you find on the side of the road? It's something that you're active doing, that you're, you're working towards when you have unity. And in community, it's no different if we don't purpose community. You know why? Uh, where, where are they today? Oh, there they're Jamie, uh, you guys, what? Yeah, Jones is David and, yeah, raise your, stand up for just a second. These fine folks are taking care of our potluck for us. They... It was so so awesome you'd be seated. Uh, but you know, they came to me when they first walked in the doors of this church and said, we, ha we have a ministry. We want to bring community in this place. We want to help build bonds and get to know each other. And so we started potlucks. I'm not a potluck fan, but now I'm really a big potluck fan, right? Right. I, I'm, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I'm like, wow. Um, these are not the potlucks I remember as a kid. Like, these are real potlucks. I mean, I'm talking about, this is good food, right? Um, but anyway, um, it's, it's something that's happening. Why? Because we're purposing to build each other up in the most holy faith. Someone say amen. Pastor, why is, why is this so important on this New Year's? Because there's going to be a challenge to the church in this coming year to keep the unity of the faith. And we must endeavor, endeavor, work at it. Hey, no, well, you know what? I think that was a misunderstanding, man. You guys, really, I mean, it's, it's all good, man. It's, 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 let's, get, let's pray together. Let's have fellowship together. Let's go out together. Let's go bowling together. Let's do something besides argue and fight. Let's go do something that's productive with each other. Can I get an amen? amen. And that's, that's what I'm trying to, to get across. But it has to be in the bond of peace. You cannot have unity with rankardness. You can't have unity with ugliness. You can't have unity having a stuck-up spirit. Oh, I'm going to say you're right, but I know I'm right. 
right? In fact, I, 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 just, I can't even fellowship with you anymore because you're not even right, right? Someone say amen. So one of the things, I'm, I'm a pastor, I'm standing on the wall today. Someone shout amen. amen. I'm, I'm watchman on the wall. I'm watchman on the wall because I'm standing on the wall because I'm telling you, we must maintain the unity in the spirit. You can be seated. You we must maintain the unity in the bonds of peace. Because why? Verse four, come on, read it with me. Because what? There is what? One body. Come on, shout it. And one spirit, even as you are called of what? One hope of your calling. There is what? One Lord. Come on, shout it. One faith. One baptism. Ah, one God and Father of all who is above all. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. And through all and in you all. If you have God in you, then you must be unified with his body. We're going to have community in 2024 because we're going to have God in the midst of us. And he is our father. He is our director. It's his will, not our will. It's his word, not our word. And we're going to declare the truth of God's word. It's up to us. It's up to us to be that place of safety for the world. Not shoving things down people's throat, but loving them to Christ. Someone shout amen. There's one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto everyone has given us grace. Someone shout I have grace. Uh, look at your neighbor and say grace looks good on you. Yeah, it does. It does. Can I tell you something? You've got to give that grace to somebody this year. You're going to have to give it away this year. You're going to have to give people grace that you don't want to. You're going to have to give to people grace that you don't like. You're going to have to give people, ah, oh, I can't get no help. You're going to have to give people grace in the midst of storms and trouble and tribulation. Because why, pastor? Because we're living in the last days and the enemy would love to come in and steal and kill and destroy. But my father came that I might have life and life more abundantly. It's not, it's not, it's not my job to judge. It's my job to love. I need someone to shout amen. Ah. <laughs> uh. Verse 11 says, and he gave some apostles and prophets and, and pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Listen, we have so many ministers around here and they're doing an amazing job. Respect the ministry, would you? Because that shows how you respect God. The, well, well, I got quiet. So I'm going to shout amen. amen. To the perfecting of the saints. And the Bible says in verse 13, till, till we all what? Come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the what? fullness of Christ Paul instructs them he goes on in verse 14 and says that we henceforth be no more children look at your neighbor and say my immature days are over come on look at him now uh, yeah, come on now ah <laughs> uh, <laughs> My immature, I'm going to be, listen, I'm going to get spiritually mature. Come on now, somebody. I'm not going to let the little isms and schisms get, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to brush them off. I'm going to just say, you know what, get behind me, Satan. I ain't falling for that again. Not today, devil. No, no, I'm, uh-uh, no, no. I'm going to love. I said, I'm going to love. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brush it off. 
I'm going to give grace because I need lots of grace. Mm, I know I need lots of grace, honey. I know I need lots of grace. We all, <laughs> Brother Meadows, you need grace too. I get it. We all need grace. But listen, this, Paul wasn't joking when he said this. This is not some uh, weird scripture that's out in left field. No, he knew that our flesh loves to act like a toddler. How many, of, how many in this room will be very honest with me right now and I'll be honest with you and say you like to be right most of the time, right? Come on now. Yep, 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 yep. See, that's all of us. Now, we have Liars Anonymous Club right after service back in the back uh, because I think that I could say 99% of us like to be right because we have a position, a belief. We have an understanding. We think that what we think is right. My kids accuse me of being very much this way just recently. And um, I, I don't like the way they think. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> but I wasn't a child about it. <laughs> Listen, some of us need to grow and I'm going to work with you this year. I'm going to work with you to grow your mind to be emotionally better with your life emotionally more settled so that maturity comes to your emotions not just your spirit man because you cannot have an immature emotional man and a mature spiritual man they go hand in hand because the emotions runs its mouth oh right it loves to type stuff and then hide behind the keyboard right it's all that good stuff we love to spout off, right? It's because our flesh is natural. It's part of what we do. But let me tell you something. That's not the will of God for you because Paul is instructing us if we're going to be unified, we're going to have to work at it. We're going to have to work at it. And we're going to have to work in such a way that we work in bonds of peace. We're not going to be angry about it. We're going to be happy about it. We're going to be peaceful about it. We're going to be glorious about it. I have the glory of God upon me and I'm going to give it to you because he shed his grace on me. I'm going to shed his grace on on you and I'm going to live not according to my desire not according to my ego not according to my ego but according to God's word in my life I'm not going to let you step on me and use me as a doormat no no that's not going to happen mm -mm, no mm -mm. I'm going to have good boundaries but they're still going to be peaceful <laughs> and they're still oh. am I making any sense today Someone say amen. amen. So no more children. No, no. Mm -mm. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men, cunning craftiness, wherein they lie and wait to deceive you. Because when you're a child, you believe anything. I, I guarantee that there's a bunch of children here. I'm so thankful for our kids, aren't you? I'm so thankful. But I promise you, uh, that rogue, I could bring Tristan up here and I'm going to tell you right now that I could tell him something and he would believe me because I'm a person of authority. I have the mic in my hand. He looks up to me, so I can tell him whatever I want and he's gonna believe me because he doesn't have the ability, the maturity to decipher whether I'm lying or not. And so many times in our life we listen to people who know what you are and in your immaturity you react in such a way that you become a toddler in the spirit realm. And God is calling us in this hour. Listen, why am I talking about this? Because I'm watching people's hearts be ripped out and destroyed because they're not mature in Christ. I'm not lying. They're so offended. By the way, everybody is so offended right now. 
So it's a spirit in our age. So recognize that and realize that blessed is he that's not offended in me, Jesus said to John the Baptist right before he got his head chopped off. Amen. So why am I saying this? Because I'm, I'm a watchman on the wall today and I know that it's, it's something that I've got to preach to. I'm preaching to these four walls. I'm preaching to the spirit realm. I'm preaching to your heart. I'm preaching to what God wants to do in this house. If we can become the mature Christians, and we are, I think this is a very mature church. We were recently talking with some other pastors and I, I, I said to them, I really, you guys are a very mature church when it comes to, to God's word and, and, and emotional maturity. Listen, I, I'm so thankful. And I'm not saying I'm the, the end all to end all with emotional charity. I'm a very emotional person and I, I, I'm proud of that. I'm glad I embrace it, right? But listen, you got to understand there are some things that if you react as a child, you're going to get child reactions back. And I want to save you from that hurt and that wound and that, that offense. So in this new year, we're going to talk about community, kingdom community. We're going to do things together. We're going to teach our children at the end of July. I can't wait. Our, 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 our children's ministry, they're going to put on this giant, massive, I hope all of you volunteer. We're going to have a great time for our, uh, our Bible, uh, what? Our VBS, our vacation Bible school. We got all kinds of things planned. But if we don't have unity, they really will just be duds, won't they? Because people can sense community. Did you hear what I said? People are attracted to community. And that's what we want because Christ is about community. Someone shout amen. amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of thanksgiving today. Amen. But verse 15 says, But speak the truth in love, may grow up into him all th in all things. May grow up. That's, that word means growth, Right? This is not something that just happens. We grow. All of us are growing. I'm still growing in my maturity, right? You don't stop until the day you die because you continually learn new things and you learn how to, to speak and be. I, I, I have learned. I have two new grandbabies. I have a three-month-old and an eight-month-old grandbaby. And I have found out in the last eight months that I know absolutely zero about raising children. Just so you know, right? I raised three. But now I know nothing, right? And I have had a hard time with that. I've had a hard time. I've, I've, I've had words with their parents like, hey, you know, look, I, I, I raised you. I did a fairly good job. I, I, you know, your mother knows what she's talking about. Do this. Uh, and they just say, no, we Googled that. <laughs> Sister Leslie, as God's my witness, I've been told this if once a hundred times. We Googled that and that's not true anymore. Okay. All right. All right. So I've, I've learned. So my wife just had a little, you know, sweetheart. Yeah, sweetheart, sweetheart, sweetheart. Nate. So I said, okay, I want to enjoy my grandbabies and my children. So when I go to their place or they come to mine, my mouth is sealed shut. I ain't saying a word except how you doing? Happy day. Good to see you. Have fun. Goodbye. What are you saying? I'm learning that in maturity, it's better for me to keep my mouth shut and then me be right. Because I am right, by the way. I'm just saying. Yeah. 
Let me, let me work. Let me go on. No. Listen, speak the truth in love. Grow up in all things. You've got to grow up in Christ. God is moving this body of Christ to grow in him even more so as we are approaching the day of his coming. So what is a healthy church community look like? What does a healthy church? I'm going to go through this quickly because uh, this is just something that I, 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 I've, the purpose of community, why community? Someone asked me, why community? Why not just use the word unity and, and, and not community? Uh, because this is why, because I want community to be something that you, we purpose, that we, we work on, that we go towards, that we come together because in community, you feel supported, right? In a community, it's a place where you lean on others while you're going through a challenging time. In a community, it's a place that when you're lost something, they help you find it. In a community, it's where you share knowledge. Hey, let me tell you, I, I learned this. And you share with each other and you grow with each other. In community, you celebrate diversity. In a community, you learn from those others. Uh, I mentioned Sister Gloria dressed in, in her traditional Nigerian uh, uh, dress. It's, it's absolutely stunning. If, you, if you've never been to a Nigerian wedding, honey, you have not lived yet. It's amazing. It's wonderful. Uh, because it's, it's culture. And we as a body of Christ, we purpose culture. Pineview purposes with culture. And we're going to do more things in this coming year purposing our diversity and culture when it comes to community. We collaborate. We come together. We're supporting kids all over the world. Uh, we celebrate the achievements of births and deaths and, and anniversaries and jobs. We celebrate together uh, uh, weddings and engagements and we celebrate together. Why? Because that's what happens in community. We engage in meaningful activities together. We, we come together to support a homeless shelter. We come together to, to work on a house for Habitat for Humanity. We come together. Why? Because three are better than one and ten is better than five and there is an idea that says uh, that if you are going through it that all of us uh, if you're going through hard times that all of us can kick in five bucks and bless you a whole lot you don't get it but I'm here to tell you it happens on a regular basis in this house where people give to each other you create memories that your children will talk about you create memories that you will have as something you will moor your life to and say, I remember when. But you also, most importantly, will feel a sense of belonging. In community, you will feel like, I have people, they're my people, they have my back, and they're going to help me. Someone shout amen. amen. Pastor Nate and Pastor Lisa wants to create more and more community because it is our togetherness, it is our commonness, it is our pushing towards a common purpose and a common goal that is going to keep us in these last hours. My common goal with you is that I want to be saved when Jesus comes. Uh, my common goal with you is that Jesus is the only way uh, that I can be saved. My common goal with you is I want to tell somebody about my story and how Jesus delivered me and set me free from sin. 
We have common things. It doesn't mean you lay down your culture or your feelings or your... No, it's not about compromising ourselves. It's about laying down willingly, submitting to Calvary and saying, in moments of my life, I am going to submit to to the will of God. I'm going to submit to the kingdom of God for the betterment of his kingdom and his... Oh, and his Christ. Someone shout amen. I'm going to close here just a second. Come on, come, come, someone, come rescue me. Uh, Community, someone shout community. It depends on love. You can't have community without love. Did you know that? God is love. Did you know that? So we must have Philippians. Paul writes, if there there be any consolation in Christ, and if any comfort of love, and if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye may be, what? like-minded and have the what same love and being of what one accord and of what one mind and then he says let what come on shout it let nothing i want to emphasize this as i close let nothing 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 nada zero nothing nothing I'm going to say it a few more times. Let nothing, nothing, thank you. There you go. Come on, all the kids shout nothing. There you go. Look at your mom and dad and say nothing. Yeah, look at your neighbor and say nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. Sister Tabitha, nothing, 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 nothing. Pastor, you, you should move on to the next word. But I, Sister Jackie, I don't know if I want to. Because if, if, if we're honest with ourselves, there's been a lot of things that have become more than nothing in our lives. And we excuse it because, well, we think it's okay. God's word, and Paul writes to the church in Philippi, he says, let nothing be done through strife or vulgarity but in what lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than what yourself in second timothy i close chapter 2 in the amplified verse 24 the bible says paul wrote to timothy And the servant of the Lord must not be what? Quarrelsome, fighting, contentious. Instead, he must be kind to everyone and mild temper, preserving the what? Bond of peace. There it is. He must be skilled and suitable teacher, patient and forbearing and willing to suffer wrong. I'm talking about ministry here. Dan, you got to be willing to suffer wrong. One of the things I'm so proud about Dan is when, when I, we first started working together a couple of years ago, Dan was pretty much right about everything. Am I right? Yeah, yeah just say yes. <laughs> and he struggled because his opinion was so strong. But Dan learned something. I don't have to lose my opinion. I just have to understand I've got to work with others while I have my opinion. I've got to love others despite my opinion. Mm. 
Amen. Um, you know, we've always heard, you know, opinions are like belly buttons. Everybody has one. And, and if we're not careful, we will allow our opinions to overrule God's word in our life. I'm standing on the wall today. Someone said, please, someone tell me I'm doing good today. Yeah, come on. I'm encourage myself in the Lord like David did. Hey, man, you're doing good, Nate. Right? Why? I'm willing, I'm willing to stand here today knowing that our year is coming. It's going to be a glorious. Someone shout, it's going to be a glorious year. It's going to be a triumphant year. Come on, say it. It's going to be a triumphant year. Come on. Someone shout, it's going to be a victorious year. We will face trials. Come on. Come on, shout it. I will face trials, but I will overcome by the word of my testimony and the blood of the Lamb. I shall overcome. Come on, shout it. I'm going to overcome. I'm going to overcome sickness. I can't hear you. I'm going to overcome problems. I'm going to overcome relationship issues. I'm going to overcome, yeah. Why? Because I have a promise. I have a promise that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. He'll go with me always, even to the end. Come on, stand with me today. Stand with me. Listen to me. Jesus, hear me. He said, a new commandment I give you that you love one another. I think it's so interesting. I'm not going to go into detail, but you can study this out. A new command. This is the only place in the New Testament we find new command like this. Jesus gave. Now, interestingly enough, it wasn't new at all because God is love. But it was something that he needed to denote to this group of people that you're not used to loving people. You're not used to loving the Gentiles. (laughs) You're not used to laying down yourself for the purpose of the kingdom. So I'm going to give you a new command and I give it to you and that it's you got to love one another. Look at your neighbor and say, I sure love you. Yeah. As I have loved you, he said, why do you love your neighbor? Because Christ loved you. How many here are unworthy of the love of Jesus Christ? Come on now. How many are thankful for the love of Jesus Christ in this house? Listen, Jesus did not try to change the woman at the well until he loved her enough that she trusted him. Jesus didn't try to fix the woman that was taken in adultery until he loved her and protected her from those that were trying to harm her. Did you hear what I just said? I'm going to beg you not to join in in all of the world's fray. Be Jesus in the world. Love them, protect them. Don't don't try to defend yourself or try to be right. Let God be right. Let his word be right. Jesus didn't reject Peter for denying him. No, what did he do? He gathered him. He brought him in and he loved him and he forgave him. And when he was resurrected, he made sure 
to denote Peter and go tell Peter in your life and in mine as we walk into this new year we have a choice we can listen to all the prophetic heads and, and I, I'm not into that and I don't think you should be either the reason I say that is because you don't need someone to speak prophetic what's already been spoken over you I don't need to speak over you what God's word has already declared. What I need to do is declare God's word in my life and go live that word. Every year I get I get a bunch of people sending me, oh man, you got to watch this prophecy about 24, man. This part, one guy says one thing, another guy says the opposite thing, you know. And 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 I think it's oh, I don't think they mean harm. I just don't think that they, I don't I don't know. I I really can't answer that question in full. But I do know this: that God's word has been declared from the beginning of time, and that word has been declared over my life and yours. And I don't need someone to speak it when it's already been spoken. And it hasn't been spoken by a man. It's been spoken by the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit, if I'll get on my knees, hear me. If I'll get on my knees and fast and pray. Why do we listen to those prophetic prophetic voices? Because we're looking for quick fixes. We're trying to go through the quick change oil place to get all revved up for next year. And God says, I, I want to have communion with you. I want to sit with you. I want to sup with you. I, I want to sit and talk about. I, I, I don't have time, but I was going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 today. Love. I can speak with tongues of men and angels, but if I have no charity, I am sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. As we move into this new year, we have some amazing, again, be here on the 21st of, of January. We're going to have a great time celebrating and talking about what we're going to be doing. Our month of prayer and fasting will be in February. We're going to do, again, we're going to do, group, we're going to do a congregational fast on some Wednesdays. And we got a bunch of stuff planned. I'm going to be doing a 6 a.m. prayer uh, every Wednesday of February. And uh, we're going to be doing some stuff. We're adding some prayer time on Thursdays um, at 7 p.m. here in the sanctuary this year. We got all kinds of stuff. But listen, none of that matters if you're not dedicated. You're to community I'm gonna sh someone shout I'm going to show up <laughs> and be a part of God's kingdom not my kingdom not Pineview's kingdom God's kingdom so I hope today I, I ministered to somebody I hope today that amen Now, we're not going to meet tonight at midnight, and I would suggest you stay home, avoid the highways and byways so you don't get hurt. Amen? Amen. But I'm going to ask of you as we close this service, if you feel comfortable, uh, I, I would love all of us to walk forward around this altar as a community, the community of Pineview Church. And I'm going to ask us just to say a prayer, a closing prayer together, as a sign that says, God, I'm going to... I'm going to work on me being a better community member. Amen. I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a part of this greater good. We're going to do things amazing to Come on, come close. There you go. 
Come on, amen, amen. If you see somebody there, grab them. Amen, amen. Come on, that's it. Amen. God is good. <laughs> Someone shouted, God is good. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Come on, come in close. There you go. So we can all get in here. Mm. Sing it. Come on. Jesus, you're Jesus, you're the center. Everything revolves around you. Come on, sing it. Jesus, you. Nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. Nothing in this world will do. Oh, Jesus, you're the center. Lift your hands. So today, I want you to pray a specific prayer in your own words, in your own way. I want you to ask God to help you be a part of his kingdom in ways that you've never been. That you would be committed to his kingdom. But most importantly, I want you, God, I want you to ask God to mature you in the spirit realm. To mature you in your emotions. And to help you be that called individual that is a witness that goes forth and that gives your life to Jesus Christ in ways that you have never experienced before. So today, as we close in this prayer, I want you to pray for your family. I want you to pray for your neighbor's family. I want you to pray for this church. I want you to most importantly pray for all the lost souls in this metro area. I want you to pray that God will begin to draw them right now as we speak, that they begin to be drawn to the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we would love. God, increase my love. Come on, say it. God, increase my love. Jesus, right now, come on, let's pray. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray today over this congregation. I pray that you allow us to minister to our city, Lord. I pray for Ypsilanti. I pray for the surrounding communities of Belleville, God. Lord, in Arbor, God, I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray that, Lord, you draw those that need to hear this gospel, Lord. I pray that you expand our tent, God. You expand our love, God. That you expand our hearts, Lord. That you allow us to be committed to your kingdom, Father. Oh, Jesus. We give you honor and glory for what you have done, God. We give you honor and glory for what you have done. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
Right now, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, commit to the Lord today. Come on. Commit to the Lord today. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, sing it. Yes, That's it. Let the Holy Ghost move you today. Uh. Oh, yeah, yeah. To my head, Jesus. Lord, it is all about you. all about you lord oh yeah to my jesus be the father right now in the name of jesus show yourself miraculous show yourself faithful father right now this is a good man god and he has much to offer you father I pray by your name and by your blood that you go with him and his boy today, Father. That you protect them and keep them. Provide a job in Jesus' name. We declare it. We declare it in Jesus' name right now, Father. Right now, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, lay your hand on somebody's shoulder and pray for them right now. Couldn't you just do that right now? Come on, just lay your hand on somebody's shoulder if it's appropriate. Come on, there you go. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, that's it. Let the name of the Lord rise up in this house. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, he karalabaha shodore andarabahata. In the name of the Most High God, herabashokore andarabahata. Oh God, tonight, today, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, you're the center. And everything revolves around. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Nothing in this world Jesus, you're the center. Thank you, Jesus. Everything revolves around you. Thank you, Jesus. Watch this. Here's what I want you to do today. I, I want you, listen to me. The mind is the battlefield of the soul. Say it with me. My mind is the battlefield of my soul. 
If I don't believe Jesus loves me, I'll never defeat the sin that does so easily beset me. If I don't believe that I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb, then I'll never be able to overcome because I'll never believe. So today I'm going to believe. And today I'm going to spend some time in repentance before God, right? I'm going to give you some homework. You're going to go home and you're going to spend some time of repentance. But you're going to, you're going to, come on, can you just do this right here? Come on. Have you ever had something get on your finger? Like maybe a booger? I, I don't know, man. You can't get it off, you know? Uh, but, but, but that's the way sin kind of hangs around. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, it kind of, you, you, you get tar. I hate that pine tar that we have by my house because it just won't come off. It just is messy. It's nasty, right? But there's some things in your life that you need to wash you need to get to the sink and you need to wash your blood you need to wash in the blood of the lamb you need to wash in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you need to shake some stuff off I'm not carrying this stuff into 2024 I refuse to carry my hatred into 2024 I refuse to carry my bitterness into 2024 I refuse to carry the things that does so easily beset me into 2024 because I'm making a choice I don't need a prophetic word I have a prophetic word I need to obey that word and do what I've been commanded to do uh, and that is uh, trust in Jesus trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not so so one more time just shake it off come on shout it I'm gonna shake it off yeah. uh, I'm gonna shake it off I'm gonna shake I'm gonna shake off that sin I'm gonna shake come on now it's a good time to repent are you hearing me <laughs> It's a good week to spend time in repentance. Repentance is not something you just do once. It's something that, it's a lifestyle that says, Lord, I, I need you. I need you. So today, as we close this service, this time, this last service for 2023, we look back on 2023 and we know we have been blessed. Someone shout amen. I give God, listen, I give God thanks for everything in 2023. Because the scripture commands me to give thanks in everything. But I'm going to give him thanks also for provision that's coming in 2024. I'm giving him thanks for the word of God that's already been spoken. I'm going to start reading it myself so I can become spiritually mature and not let the enemy offset me so easily because now I know the key to my victory. It's in the book and I can declare it myself. I don't have to find a church. I can find an altar in my bedroom. Are you hearing me today? So today, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So let's rejoice and give God glory for what he's going to do. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. We give you honor and glory. We give you praise. Let everybody shout amen. Let everybody shout amen. God bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you in your house, in your family, and in your home. And may he just bless you this coming year with all the blessings as you bless his holy name. Greet one another as you leave this house. Remember, we are a community. We come together we come together in common goal and purpose. Let us 
find friendship at a greater level this year. Someone say amen. Let us include people that normally we wouldn't speak to. Start sitting on the opposite side of the church maybe for a couple weeks every now and then, right? Why? Because you get to see different people. Some people don't even know who's over here, and uh, right? Someone say amen. So I love you. My wife and I, we are so honored. You have no idea how honored we are to be your pastors, and we give God glory for that. Someone say amen. So God bless you and keep you. Have a happy new year. Be safe out there in Jesus' name. Please greet somebody today before you go. And tell them, Noah, I love you, my friend.